0: the Stuff I Like podcast with me, Sherry. So as you may or may not know, I've actually rented out an office space totally enabled by my friend who also has an office space there. So her office space is actually paid for by her company and mine is paid for by my own personal company. But It's not something that I consider free, quote-unquote free, because nobody else is paying for it. I own the company, so really I'm paying for it myself. (laughs) Anyway, what had happened was she had gone to look at the space, and she says, oh, why don't you come along, sneaky? And I said, sure, why not? I mean, it's a day out. I get to chat with her. It was a win-win for me. And we went around the whole space, and when we got to what they call the Zen room, I was like, oh! That's when I was actually kind of interested (laughs) in being there more often. Because before I was like, okay, I see desks, I see people, actually too many people for my liking, frankly, because it's in a cafe, so it's lots and lots of people all around. And I just wasn't feeling it in terms of, okay, but what does this do for me differently from me working in my car? Because I have my cute little you know crate thing that I put in the middle of the console I put my laptop on it I can charge anything in my car I'm in my own little cocoon I can drive anywhere I want it's a mobile office basically that's what my car is I thought I don't really see the difference between being in my car and being in this open space yeah okay I see people okay Hmm. I can see people when I'm getting out of my car (laughs) to go and run errands what's the difference And actually, it's not even people that I work with. It's not even co-workers. It's just random other people who are also maybe freelancers or whatever else. The only benefit I saw was that I would get to see my friend once in a while. I mean, whenever she decides to show up to the office, when she's not traveling and that sort of thing. And I thought, okay, I mean, you know, there is a benefit there. But when she's there in the office and nobody else is there, she can just sign me in as a plus one for the day or however long, and I get to see her anyway, so I don't, <laughs> I don't see the difference between renting the space and piggybacking off her membership. But let me tell you, when I saw that Zen room, I was like, okay, I see. I see now. There's a space where you basically go, and it used to be the former Royal Bank of Canada president's office, so it was completely kind of soundproofish. It is so calm, it has wood everywhere. I mean, it's gorgeous. And they put these little couches everywhere that you could just relax on. And you can bring in a hot drink to drink. You can't speak, can't take phone calls, can't play music, can't make noise. You can just be there to be quiet and have a quiet space. And that's exactly what I like. Because I can do that in my car, but everybody can see me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also, I mean, I don't really care. I'm, it's not like I'm doing anything weird, but <laughs> i doing anything weird in my car. But it's more that I don't like the feeling of other people looking into a fishbowl. You know, like I'm in an aquarium and they're, oh, what are you doing? You know, and I, if I'm in the Zen room, there's a little spot in the corner where you can just kind of lie down on this huge beanbag chair, couch cushion thing and read and just relax and close your eyes and practically nobody's in there because they're all working <laughs> everybody's working in this co-working space i'm the only one that i see consistently in that zen room for any period of time only the other day when i was there on the weekend i saw another girl oh no it wasn't the weekend it was the last day of the week i saw a girl come in and she brought her laptop she had her phone i think she may have thought she was going to take a call there but then she saw me there and was like hmm can't really work here because you know you're tapping on the keys of your keyboard it's kind of annoying you can only really be on your phone you can't make noise because people are there to chill they even put yoga mats there and all this other stuff in case you want to do yoga and I'm like who's going to do yoga in their work clothes even if you don't come in your work clothes like who's going to come in their yoga clothes and do yoga in that room and then change out of them and it just doesn't make sense you know so anyway but they put that stuff there to kind of cultivate this vibe right and have soft lighting and No, it's it's really nice. It's really nice to go there and just... You can still hear the noises of people around you. It's actually a little bit gross because the bathroom is like right across the hall and you can hear people in there, thankfully not doing their business because it's soundproof, but you can hear them flushing the toilet. I'm like, "Mm, okay, it kind of ruins the zen, but whatever. And you also can't close the door because I guess they don't want people... Closing the door to do nefarious acts, (laughs) whatever they could be, or to have other people think, oh, it's a private room for them, you know, which I totally respect. So I just sit in my tiny little nook in the corner and I just don't make noise and I read my book. That's what I do in between calls and stuff like that, just to (gasps) breathe. But long story short, that's kind of how it all started. I wasn't there to see the space (laughs) for myself. I was there just to see my friend and hang with her and have a pastry and maybe a latte or something and just, you know, see her co-working space. It wasn't for me. But somehow when I got to that Zen room and I saw all the other amenities and the fact that you can actually be there 24-7 if you wanted, which is actually a perk for me because I do work very early in the mornings on calls. But also I was thinking on the weekends, I that could be kind of my so-called safe space to go and hang out. And it's right downtown. It's right by a metro station. So I thought, okay. You know, I could see this working for me, not just during work times, but outside of them. So really, that's how I got back to the quote unquote office. Then I gave it some more thought and I realized I don't actually hate going to the office. What I don't like is number one, not having the choice. I don't like it when, let's say I have to run errands for a day or two or whatever it is, and I have to go into the office or I have to book time off or I have to be in stupid meetings, then leave, then come back and it's just I don't have the choice to be like, "Okay, listen, today I'm working from home because I got a couple things I got to do, but I'm still going to log in and work in between these things that I have to do, you know, appointments and so on." But instead, I have to make my lunch for the whole week, dress up, and put on skincare <laughs> to go outside, like sunscreen, because I'm trying not to wear any foundation or anything you know, because my skin is just, I'm trying to let it be as natural as possible only with just sunscreen. Side note. And to just have to do all of that to go to the office for just a couple hours and then go to my appointment and then come back to the office, you know, it's just, I just don't like the option of not having that flexibility to be able to work from home. But I'm not totally opposed to never working in an office forever. I mean, I'm totally fine going to an office. It just has to be a good space and most offices, I don't know if you've known this, <laughs> maybe not, they're all cubicle farms, okay? Nobody has a cute office. I gotta tell you, even though this co-working space is kind of a long table and everybody sits there and they're all on their calls and doing other stuff, it doesn't bother me as much because first of all, the lighting is really good. It's kind of soft mood lighting. It's not that harsh fluorescent light, which really hurts my eyes, number one. But number two, people kind of space themselves apart. So I'm usually at the very end of a table in the corner. Other people are like, oh, she's there. Okay, I'm going to be where the natural light is on the other end. And I tend to go to the area where people are not. I don't like that other side of the co-working space where it's just full of students and people studying because it's got better chairs, but also better light. And I guess they just prefer that spot. But I prefer the other spot where there's nobody at all. So that's where I am. In an office space, you can't choose your spot. Like, you're assigned a cubicle and you gotta sit there. And the walls are really depressing. It's usually this gray felt thing. You know what I'm talking about. Think office space. You're sitting there, you're surrounded in this little cubicle farm, usually four at a time or grouped together in like these little quads. You can hear people talking and doing all their disgusting things. And you can't just choose to leave and do whatever you want. Like, you have to stay kind of at your desk so that people see that you're working. Which may or may not be the case, and or you just have to make small talk with people. Here, I don't feel any expectations to make small talk with anybody. I don't want to talk to you. You don't want to talk to me. Beautiful. That's how I like it. <laughs> it sounds so antisocial, but it's true. I mean, the office space is aesthetically ugly. So flexibility is number one. Number two, it's hideous when you're in the office space. It's not comfortable. It's not chill. Okay, you can bring in some succulents, you can hang up some pictures, you can kind of make it your own, but it's still not really your space. And I can't do that in the co working space either. But at least the building is gorgeous. Like I have ceilings to look at, it's huge. I mean, the ceilings are massive, cathedral sized ceilings. And it makes a difference, the aesthetics of where I am. Not only that, I sound antisocial because I don't want to see people, but really, I just don't want to waste my own personal energy on random people because because they suck the life out of you. And at the office, you're kind of expected to make these random connections with random people. And I want to choose who I make a connection with or not, right? And you don't have that choice in an office. You kind of have to be nice to everybody, which I am. I'm not saying I'm not nice. But it's just more that expectation that you have to make small talk about the stupid damn weather and things that are going on and not to say anything about religion or politics because that can trigger people. There's a lot of hot button topics that you can't touch when you're in a co-working, when you're in an office space. You have to really be, you know, office Sherry, (laughs) office Barbie Sherry, you know? And it's not the same thing when you have another space that's kind of your own that you can use but you don't have that expectation that you need to make friends with people around you. You know, there's a difference for me. The fourth thing I like is that nobody's watching me because I don't like being micromanaged. I always get my work done. In fact, I start very early in the car in the mornings. I have two or three hours of work that I get in before I even get to the co-working space because I take my calls in my car as it's way more quiet and it's not as busy. And I don't have those special noise canceling headphones. I don't know how to make them work and yada, 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 yada. Basically what I do is I go to a cafe, I get their latte in the morning, I go to the car with the cup because it's reusable and it's a nice to drink out of a mug rather than your own glass mug. And I log into my office, <laughs> my second office in the car and I do all my calls there because it's super quiet, soundproofed, you know. After that's done, I return the mug and then I drive and park in a parking lot to then hop on the train and get to the co-working space. By that time, most of my calls are done. If they're not, it's okay. I left headphones there, a charger, and all this other stuff for just in case I have to be on calls. But there's no expectation that I need to be on calls. I just need to work. And in between working, sometimes I'm waiting for information or I just need a break. Because you can't go three hours in the morning or two hours in the morning nonstop for the whole day for 12 hours. Like It's just ridiculous. People who expect humans to work like this are crazy, okay? Because they've never had to work like this in their lives. So I always like to take a 15 minute break in between calls or and or every half hour or so every half hour to 45 minutes. I like to just grab my book and be like, okay, I'm just going to go to the Zen room, read a little bit and then come back to see if anything has changed and go on my next call or whatever, right? So taking those breaks, it's kind of like a coffee break at the office, except there's no coffee. And I also don't drink coffee. But the point is more that I don't have to go to the break room. I don't have to pretend that I'm doing something just to get a break. I can just leave my laptop. Nobody's watching me go to the Zen room, take a break, read my book, take a breather, come back, continue working because sometimes you need that pause. And if somebody saw you taking a break, reading your book, in the middle of the workday, you're like, what are you doing, slacker, right? For sure. Because if I saw that, I'd be like, what are you doing, slacker? (laughs) So I have the same expectations of other people that I would of myself in in an office space. But I don't have that in a co-working space, which is totally different. Also, sometimes they give you snacks. So I saw free fruit, bananas and apples and stuff like that. And I thought, "Mm, I should eat one of those. And then I walked right by it. (laughs) So yeah, co-working space, free fruit. In an office space, they usually just only have a really disgusting coffee machine or a really terrible hot chocolate machine, which is the only thing I could drink as I don't drink coffee. And it's usually never been cleaned slash gross slash full of additives. It's not what I want to drink. What I want is a matcha latte with oat milk with as little sugar and whatever else added as possible because it makes me break out. So you don't really get that in an office. You'd have to leave to go to Starbucks or whatever to get something decent to drink and or eat so after i got this co-working space that's when i started thinking of all the things that i would need for a co-working space because i did rent a locker to put things there because i don't want to carry my charger back and forth as well as a set of microphones so here are some of the costs that went into basically going back to quote unquote work so the first cost obviously is the cost of the co-working space there were a couple of different levels so you could have actually paid for just a day pass for 20 bucks a day or 15 an hour, or I don't know what it is. Okay. There's like a, there's a kind of rate plan that depends on how long you want the space for and so on. And I worked it out. And if I'm there for about four hours every day for, let's say five days, four hours, so 20 hours a week, it's way cheaper just to get the, the actual membership and you get more perks than just a day pass. So this membership For a floating desk rather than a dedicated desk is $300 a month or $345 with the taxes included. The dedicated desk, basically what it gets you is a space where you can leave everything, your monitors and all that other stuff, and nobody's going to touch it because it's your desk. But I don't need that because I have my car for that. And I just need a space to put a laptop and a a bag and some other stuff. And then I take everything when I go because I'm okay with that. Then I also took a co-working locker, which is what I mentioned, and I took the cheapest option because I just needed something to be able to put a spare umbrella. I needed to put things for maybe I would need for the following day. If I plan on running errands during the day, I just bring stuff, leave it there, and then grab it when I want to go and do stuff. And I also put my charger there, spare cables, and my headphones, because like I said, I don't want to carry that stuff back and forth. I really just want to bring the laptop when I leave my car after my calls with just my stuff for that morning or afternoon, and then come back with it. Because the less weight I carry, the better. And also, if I want to run errands, and I want to leave stuff somewhere, I don't really necessarily want to leave my laptop and all my things out there for hours at a time. I mean, I could, it's not a problem. But I just if I could have a space where I could lock away these things that maybe I don't want to leave out jewelry or I don't know. Okay, I, it's just always good to have a dedicated locker space with a key. So that's what I thought. So that costs three, three dollars. <laughs> I wish, thirty dollars a month and thirty-four fifty after taxes. Taxes here in Quebec, by the way, are fifteen percent. Then of course, how do I get back and forth? I need a metro pass. So I have been using um, the BA, uh tickets, tickets for STM tickets, just going back and forth, and they cost about three twenty-five for one trip and you can't just use them for the full two hour period, it's a one way ticket. So you can hop off onto a bus and whatever to get to your destination and it takes you two hours to get there, but you can't double back. So every day I'm spending about seven bucks just in transportation alone. So I bought the monthly pass for September, which is $97 a month. And that will be way cheaper because I'll be able to use the pass. I'll be able to quickly go downtown, do some stuff, come back, maybe go run an errand, come back. And I'm not thinking, oh my God, this is costing me two, three dollars and fifty cents each time. You know, that's that's actually literally what goes through my head <laughs> whenever I tap. I'm like, oh, 350, oh, uh, 350. <laughs> so um, I got the pass so I can just, you know, go everywhere in the STM, which I actually like. I actually really enjoy using public transit when it's not too busy. So uh, outside of rush hour, for instance. And when it's not raining, because it gets really gross and humid when it rains. Plus it also stinks. And you also have to, you know, the problem of flooding. So on rainy days, I'm very unlikely to make it to this co-working space, because no, what if I get stuck there? Nope, no, not happening. But as I said, I really do like using public transit, not buses, I prefer trains. If I could just take a train everywhere that would be great for me even flying if i could just take a train instead of flying i would do this i just i just prefer trains and i really hate buses because they get stuck in traffic sometimes the driver goes too fast too slow they make me sick because i have motion sickness i mean there's a lot of things that go into public transit i don't love it 100 percent because i feel like there are some things they could fix you know maybe the stations could have better signage of where to go and stuff like that but Long story short, I do like public transit. I do enjoy taking it. I already subsidize it in all of my taxes. Actually, everybody does. Everybody, I don't know if you know this, in Montreal slash Quebec, you actually subsidize the transit pass in your taxes. You do pay into that system. So whatever I'm paying is $97 a month, you guys are all in a small way contributing to that cheaper rate because otherwise it would cost maybe $200 a month. And I think if I'm already paying for it in my taxes and I pay $97, you know, I feel pretty good using it. Plus, if you don't use the service, you know, they're not going to make improvements on it. They have to take in money somewhere to be able to fix it, right? Not that they've done so. Anyway, long story, not getting into it in this podcast, but it's $97 for the MetroPass. Then comes the other stuff that you don't need to necessarily pay for. So I thought about this and I did a little calculation. If I don't, take my car to charge it every week for free at the supercharger, this means I need to pay $15 each time to charge my car like a couple hundred kilometers. 15 bucks is not a lot of money, okay? But $15 a week in a whole month, that's $60. And I can cut that out easily. I just need to pick a day where I don't go to the co-working space. I go and fully charge the car, and then it's ready for errands to be run on the Saturdays, which is when my partner goes out to do groceries and stuff like that. So I think I'm okay with cutting out electric charging. I won't need to pay for this. I'm only gonna do it if I really, really have to, which is what happened this week because I'd wanted to try a Friday class at yoga, but I didn't take the car to charge and anyway, I'm not going back. So that segs very nicely actually into my second cost. My second cost is the yoga, <laughs> yoga pass. Because they have a gym downstairs. So I'm pretty happy that I can go to this co-working space, work for a little bit and then go straight to yoga, come back, pack up my stuff and go home. Because that's kind of what I like to do. I like to go home after yoga. I mean, I guess I could spend a little bit more time there. If let's say my friends there, we want to chat, maybe go to lunch after or whatever, but Generally speaking, I'm kind of only really going there for yoga, and I get the space to work in until my yoga session, (laughs) so this is less of an office and more of a holding space for Sherry until her yoga time. I did mention to the yoga studio that they should have earlier classes because 12 is already too late for me, and I would actually prefer a class at 10 because that's right after my calls. This is me creating my own yoga schedule. If I could have a yoga class from 10 to 11, then I would have time at 11 o'clock to go for lunch and do whatever I want, putter around, you know, come back at one, two-ish. That would be ideal. Like that's 100% a perfect workday for me. (laughs) Plus I would have the option to be able to work if anything comes up. I'll be able to work in between those hours after and before yoga. And for me, that kind of flexibility is kind of, you know, Nice. It's nice to be able to choose when you want to work. So yoga, the past promotion for the month was $55. So after taxes, it was sixty-three twenty-five. But after, obviously, I'm going to keep it, this co-working space, then it's going to be $138 a month, which is fine. I'm getting the most use out of it possible. And I've already booked myself to four classes a week. So that's 16 classes in total a month, which works out to about $8.65 bucks a class, which I think is very reasonable. I mean, I would even pay 10 or $15 if I didn't go so often. You know, I'm okay with that. So I'm, I'm pretty happy. At the maximum, it's going to be about $9, let's say, per class, which, yeah, I'm totally into this because I love yoga. I love doing it. I just don't feel motivated to do it at home. I really try to do it at night. The sound baths worked and all that other stuff, but I kind of need somebody to tell me what to do, what position to go into next and how long to hold it because whenever I'm holding a yoga pose, okay, this is a side note, but whenever I'm holding a yoga pose, I feel like I'm holding it long enough, but I know I'm not. Like I know I'm just lazy and I'm holding it for maybe five seconds maximum. With a real yoga teacher, they will make you hold it for at least 15, 20 seconds and that gives you the real burn in your muscles, which I don't feel after my own self you know self i don't know diy self-made diy yoga workouts i also like it when they kind of yell at you they're like you're stronger than you think hold in your abdomen you know and really hold the pose and feel the burn i'm like yes yes yell at me (laughs) motivate me to continue with this so yeah i need to be in in person for yoga and what's nice is that these classes are small so i don't feel as uncomfortable I don't like a lot of people in the class. I just need a few people and a yoga teacher. Although just me would also be okay as long as there's a yoga teacher there to guide me along in person. I used to go to another yoga studio down in that area when I worked in a real office for a real company. And I found that their classes were so busy. Like there was like 20, 30 people at a time, which was fine back then. But nowadays I'm like, no, I kind of need a smaller space, less people. You know, I feel more comfortable when there's not so many people breathing around me because I still do not want to catch anything. I mean, I'm going to hold out and try not to obtain any diseases or (laughs) anything in the meantime. So my last cost, yes, there's one more, is kickboxing. I signed up for kickboxing classes and they're beginner kickboxing classes. And I feel like this will help me have more confidence being on the Metro so often now. And even though I may not be able to take down a 300 pound person, I can at the very least have a bit more fitness to run away, which is my first instinct anyway. But if anything, anything, anything ever happens, hopefully some sort of instinct will kick in after classes. So I don't, I don't know. I'm going to try it out. I've always wanted to try it. I feel like it would be something that new for me because I've only really done yoga in my life and kickboxing kind of appeals to me in a, very base, raw energy kind of way. So that's also happening. And kickboxing is $220 for three months. That works out to about $73.33 a month, and you get four classes for the month. So that's about $18.33 a month, uh, let's say 20. So $29 a month with my yoga for fitness makes very good sense to me because I don't need private gym lessons or anything I just want to do a little bit of fitness plus all the walking back and forth with the metro and taking the stairs and so on I feel like it's helping me also be a little bit more healthy in that respect and I also try to walk outside more than I walk inside so I don't take the underground tunnel things although I should learn the path of the underground city so that I can get as close as possible to the co-working space without ever coming up above ground. I told my bestie this on the phone, and she was like, oh my God, you're going to be like an urban mole. I'm like, yes, I will be an urban mole, a very well-dressed urban mole, trying to get from her car parked in a parking lot all the way to this co-working space without ever emerging from the ground. <laughs> and then the one-time cost that I had was a spare charger and headphones for the office, which I mentioned, which was about a $100. Yes, I may not use these items again in the future, but I do have them just in case because you never know. Sometimes you have your laptop. You thought you were charging it. You're not, oops, you know, and you don't have a charger. You're like, now I have to log in and work. Why, why? So this happens to me quite often in the car, which is why I now have a spare charger. So that's why. And the headphones, of course, I can use for a future client whatever's because they're actually pretty decent as work headphones. So the final cost of my co-working space, quote unquote, back to the so-called office, are about $687.83 without charging my car. So let's say $700 to round it up. And I was thinking you could actually live between these two spaces. You would just have to find a place to sleep, like your car, but you could shower at the gym and you could kind of work slash half nap in the Zen room during the day in the co-working space because it's open 24/7 and you could work there. And I mean not that I'm going to do it, but I feel like for $700 you could be a true nomad living out of your car or something. <laughs> I don't know. Don't don't ask me. But I mean it's just interesting to think that for $700 you could basically live your life without any possessions and just work, eat, sleep and that's it. And maybe have a change of clothes in your locker or something, you know? Just a thought. Oh And I didn't mention the very, very last bit, but basically shopping and food are not included in the $700 (laughs) amount, which is very, very dangerous because when you're downtown and you're surrounded by all these amazing shops and amazing places to eat, uh, this is going to be hard. But YOLO, that's all I can say. At least I'm doing what I like and I have the money to do it. So I can't say too much about that but I'm going to try and keep a lid on the shopping especially since you all may know by now that I am moving abroad so this co-working space I'm going to milk it until I leave so more on that later so that's all I had for today I hope you enjoyed it and I will talk to you later bye